Hello and welcome to A Thriving Future with me, Hannah Temple, where we meet the pioneering organisations and communities leading the way towards a more thriving future for us all. In this podcast, we're going to meet people from all over the world and hear about their experiences of trying to make their organisations more regenerative. Before we head out to meet them, in this episode, I'm going to share some important framing for these conversations, talk a little bit about the language we'll be using, and introduce a framework for thinking about organisations that I'll be using and referring to throughout the series. So, to start, let's talk about this word, regenerative. It's a word that has exploded in popularity recently, and we can see it in all sorts of different places, being used in lots of different ways. Ultimately, it comes from the Latin verb regenerare, meaning to bring forth again, and is generally understood to mean able to or tending to regenerate, to regrow, to be renewed or restored, especially after being damaged or lost. Historically, it's been most commonly used in the context of the natural world to describe the properties that organisms or environments have of regrowth. So forests or grasslands that regenerate after fires, animals or plants that can regrow limbs, branches, roots, or even our own skin or hair. More recently, the term regenerative agriculture has emerged to describe agricultural practices that seek to restore the health and vitality of an ecosystem as a whole. These practices tend to emphasise things like soil health, biodiversity, carbon sequestration, worker well-being, animal welfare, and they tend to involve more traditional methods of farming, like crop rotation and composting. But there's no formal definition or consensus about what qualifies as regenerative agriculture, and it's a similar situation when we're talking about regenerative organisations. Different people use the term referring to a range of different practices, and there is no one universally agreed definition of what qualifies as a regenerative organisation. In this podcast, we'll be hearing from all of our guests about how they understand and define this idea of a regenerative organisation, but I also want to offer us a definition of my own. For me, the simplest and most straightforward definition of a regenerative organisation is one that is creating conditions for the greater thriving of life. There are a few things that I want to point out about this definition that I think tell us some really vital things about this idea of regenerative and regenerative organisations. I'm just going to say that definition again. A regenerative organisation is one that is creating conditions for the greater thriving of life. So the first thing I want to say is that when we're referring to life, we're talking about all life. So not just all human beings, but all animals, plants, insects, fungi, and also all of the systems and dynamics that they depend on to live in harmony. So nutrient cycles, energy cycles, weather cycles. And in addition, the definition is not only talking about present life, the life that's around now, but all future generations of life to come. So a regenerative organisation, according to this definition, 
is one that is creating conditions for the greater thriving of all life, now and in the future. And this tells us the first key thing that we need to know about the idea of a regenerative organisation, and that is that it is holistic. It encourages us to recognise the interconnected and interdependent nature of the world around us and discourages us from thinking in overly narrow or siloed terms where we can offset the damage done over here by doing some good over there. It discourages us from prioritising the short term and neglecting the long term impacts of our choices and actions. And this truly holistic essence of what it means to be regenerative also means something else that I love about regenerative work is that it brings together this truly remarkable diversity of schools of thought. Whether it's about leadership or human rights or circular economics or permaculture, any work that is related to the, so the thriving of life is relevant to the work of regeneration. So the first thing that we know about the idea of a regenerative organisation is that it is holistic. So the second thing about this definition that I think raises something interesting for us about regenerativeness is that it's important to notice that the definition talks not just about surviving, but about the thriving of life. So regenerative organisations are those that are not just focused on the continuation of life, but on its true thriving, on the flourishing of individuals, communities, societies and ecosystems. And this tells us a second key thing about what it means to be a regenerative organisation, and that is that they are ambitious, with high standards of expectation for the quality of life on this planet. And the third thing that I want to say about this definition is that regenerative organisations are not just interested in the thriving of life, but on creating conditions for the greater thriving of life. So inherent within this is a commitment to progression, to continuous improvement, restoration and positive impact. So within this definition is an understanding that being regenerative is not a destination that you can reach and tick off. Instead, being regenerative is an ongoing, dynamic and evolving process. So the third thing that we can take from this definition about what it means to be a regenerative organisation is that they are inherently transformative and transforming. So I'll just circle back. We've got holistic, ambitious and transformative and transforming. Now, I just want to pause here and acknowledge that this is a lot. Based on what I've said already, it's clear, I think, that being regenerative is, is big, it's complex, it's messy, and it's quite radical and revolutionary. It's not about tweaking at the edges of dominant organisational models. It's about fundamentally rethinking, reorienting organisations so that life is at the centre of everything they do. Now, some people might be listening to this now and thinking, well, this is lovely, but it's just unrealistic and idealistic. It's, it's too big. It'll never happen. And to them, I say, I understand where you're coming from, but I respectfully disagree. I'm going to return to this and, and why I feel that way at the end of the episode. But before we do that, 
I'd like to introduce a framework that we'll be using and exploring throughout the series. It's a framework that I have developed to help my clients and others to think about what this idea of being a regenerative organization could look like in practice. It helps us to consider the different aspects of organizational practice and ask what it would look like for those to be more or less supportive of the greater thriving of life. Now, the idea of being regenerative, as we have seen, is strongly linked to the ways that nature operates. Nature is the ultimate expert in regenerating because creating conditions for the greater thriving of life is what nature does. So throughout my work supporting organizations on this journey, I am constantly looking to nature and asking myself, what does nature do? How does nature deal with this problem? And indeed, one way in which we can think about regenerative organizations is as those that operate more like organisms or ecosystems and less like machines. And I say this because the metaphor that I use in this framework is a natural one. What I do in this framework is encourage us to think about an organization as a tree. So if you can, please bring an image of a tree into your mind. It can be any tree. Maybe it's one that has special significance for you, but it doesn't matter. Any tree will do. Just have that in your mind. And I'm going to talk through five different aspects of this tree and how those aspects relate to different areas of organizational operation and practice. And as I say, we'll use this framework and this metaphor throughout the podcast. So the first area we're going to start with is the soil. Now, in the framework, the soil represents the organization's grounding. It includes things like the nature of the organization's origin story. Where and how did it come into being? What is its vision or mission? What is the legal ownership and financing structure of the organization and upon which it's based? And what's the organization's relationship with the natural world? Where in the world is it? Where are its various different operations and supply chains? What kind of products um, and materials flow through it? In later episodes, we'll consider what this means in terms of how this collective of characteristics can be more or less regenerative and how, if you're setting up an organization, you might want to design these aspects to be as regenerative as possible. The second aspect that we'll look at is the roots. Now, the roots represent the organization's network, and they include the number, the diversity, and the depth of the relationships that the organization has with people like its employees, its suppliers, its communities, its customers, and its partners. Then we move to the trunk of the tree. The trunk of the tree represents the organization's internal environment. This is a big section. It includes lots and lots of different elements. For example, it includes things like the physical environment um, in which the organization does its work. What are the offices or factories or farms like? What's the level of psychological safety in that organization? What's the nature of its culture? What's the nature and distribution of its leadership? What are the processes and conventions it uses to make decisions, to communicate, to hold meetings, to incentivize different behaviors, and so on, and much, much more. 
The fourth area of the five is the tree's fruits, flowers and foliage. Now this metaphor represents what the organisation puts out into the world. So that's not only things like its products or its services, but things like packaging and waste and emissions, but also less tangible things like messaging, taxes, legal activity, the information that it puts out in the world. How much is it sharing about what it's doing and what it's learning? And the fifth and final area of this metaphor is materials. So in a real tree, water, minerals flow through the organism and energy and sunlight fuel much of its activity. And so similarly in an organisation, we have materials, chemicals, energy, money flowing through the organisation and fueling it. So this area of the metaphor is concerned with understanding what is the nature of these materials? How do they flow through the organisation? And how are they used? In between interview episodes, there will be episodes like this, where we will dig deep into these five different areas and explore what it means for them to be more or less regenerative in an organisation. And we'll be weaving in some of the lessons that we'll be learning from our guests in between. Before we finish, I just want to say a few extra words on these wonderful guests. I really can't tell you just how brilliant they are. I cannot wait for you to meet them and to hear about their journeys and the amazing wisdom and resources and tools that they have to offer us. But it's important for me to say here that they're not perfect. They haven't got it all figured out. There are still challenges that they're facing and problems that they haven't solved. Being regenerative is a process. The crucial factor shaping who I have invited into these discussions is whether or not there is a wholehearted commitment to working in this direction and evidence that they have accumulated wisdom that we can all use to help our own organisations to become more regenerative. Part of the aim of this podcast is to celebrate and thank those individuals and organisations who have had the courage to go first and to chart a path that makes it easier for others to follow in their footsteps. Now, the final thing I want to say just before we close is just to return to some of those concerns that some of you might have been feeling about all of this just being too ambitious and idealistic. My response to this is yes, this is big and complex. But in my opinion, the naive and idealistic perspective is the one that thinks we can continue with the organisational models we have now and have anything like a future worth inheriting. This is undeniably a big task to shift the fundamental models underpinning our organisational structures. But I think that when we consider the scale of the challenges we face, it feels entirely appropriate to me that we require big and bold action to shape a more thriving future. But I also want to say that as well as this path being bold and big and challenging, I also believe, and I think we'll hear from our guests too, that this path is one of 
far greater joy, health, freedom and creativity. So to those of you who are listening to this and feeling perhaps a bit overwhelmed or intimidated or maybe sceptical of this prospect of regenerative organisations, I encourage you to also allow in a bit of curiosity, maybe some anticipation or even excitement, because it might just be that regenerative, life-centred organisations are entirely possible and they are capable of helping us towards a truly thriving future.